Good morning, all. Welcome to Highland Baptist Church, and uh, things are a little different today, but we are blessed to have Brother Nathan Doral with us today, leading us, and, and uh, Brother Jim's away. Uh, we, I won't go through the normal commercial that he does when he's up here, but just welcome. For those of you that are online, uh, there are pieces and parts of the website. You can find it if you'll look for it. I don't even know where it is, <clears throat> but I can read a watch with hands, and I can do all kinds of things that I can't do on a computer. But anyway, welcome, and please join with us right now by singing Blessed Be the Name. Actually, stand 206. Blessed Be the Name. At this time, we'll be recognizing our missionary moments, and we're going to be watching a small video about Memorial Day. It's a, a Memorial Day video, so uh, if y'all will let me get out of the way and watch it, and then I'll come back and pray. 
We are a nation under God, and I believe God intended for us to be free. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom.
You know, today we want to honor our veterans and not only them, but also Cody Bass. And there's an article in your bulletin and I would ask that you read it. He came to know the Lord through a relationship that he had with one of his army buddies. He's gone on to be chaplain of the uh, U.S. Army. He's a chaplain for the U.S. Army. So let's go to the Lord at this time to remember not only Cody West, but also our other fallen heroes that has paid an ultimate price for our freedom. Let's pray. Our Father, we want to thank you for Cody West and others that have paid the ultimate price for our freedom. We ask that you be with them and their families in a special way. Father, we ask that you help us remember and honor them. And Father, not only them, but the men and women that are now serving so that we can still have freedom. And Father, we also want to ask that you be with each one of us as Christian soldiers as we go onto the battlefield marching for you. We ask that you be with Brother Nathan as he comes and brings our message and other parts of this service and let it all be in honor and praise through you, through your son Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. So thanks to all that have served our military and for those that are still serving, we owe a major gratitude to each of you so thank you thank you thank you as far as continuance of the service offering time if you are online and you uh, would like to give there are opportunities on the website to give uh, your offering for those of you that are here the plates are at the front and the back so uh, that'll be my commercial today for for you all if you would now you can sit through this one but uh, we want to sing uh, blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine, 334. So go ahead and join the choir as we sing Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine, all three, Tom.
Thank you. You know, you stand up here and you, or you sit up here and you watch Brother Jim do his thing and you, you, you don't realize what all he does. Um, thank you, Brother Jim. That's all I can say. So with the Children's Church gathering on the piano side uh, with, during this next hymn, let's all stand and sing Standing on the Promises because we have that to depend on. 
Lord, we just want to thank you so much for this day, this opportunity to be in your house with your people, to hear your word and to respond to you, Lord, not to respond to man, but to respond to you. And I pray, the Lord, that you would soften our hearts, help our ears to hear, and our hearts to be moved by your word. In the powerful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, it's hard to believe Vacation Bible School is just around the corner. Uh, I believe y'all's kickoff is next Sunday night, so it's already here. And, you know, we have a lot of different traditions in churches, and Vacation Bible School is one of those great traditions that many churches have held for years and years and years to uh, have Vacation Bible School every summer and uh, lead kids to Christ and do those, those things that God wants us to do. And I, uh, as I uh, find my notes here, sorry, I thought they were already open. Just a second. And... I'll put my glasses on. That'll help. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Well, I had it here open, and now it's not open. Okay. That's why you should use paper notes and not electronic notes. That's right. All right. Where are we? There we are. I see it now. All right. <laughs> you know, uh, our, our families have different traditions, too. Uh, we have different traditions for Memorial Day and for other things. Uh, one of the traditions in my family was when we were young, it did not matter how bad your shoes pinched your feet. You were wearing your church shoes to church with your church clothes when I was a kid. You know, <laughs> it didn't matter how hard they pinched. You were wearing those church shoes. Uh, and uh, I don't know what your traditions are in your family, but I'm sure you have some traditions that you love and that you cherish. Uh, tomorrow... Uh, we will do what we normally do, get together with my family, and my sister will be there with my parents and her family, and we will have food together, and we'll also work on my parents' yard, and we'll work on their house and help them around the house together. That's just one of our Memorial Day traditions. And I can already smell the uh, cookouts going on around us while we're doing that, because in the neighborhood where my parents live, that there are many traditions going on on Memorial Day, and people will be out cooking backyard barbecues and all sorts of things like that. And, and you know, Jesus had traditions like that too. He had traditions with his family that they did every year. And today I thought I would take a look at their Memorial Day together with you and look into the scriptures and see uh, how uh, Jesus celebrated and see what we can learn as we look at how Jesus celebrated the Jewish Memorial Day called the Passover together. So uh, I'm going to tell the story to you twice. First, I'm going to tell it and you can watch, and then I'm going to read it from the scripture. But I decided I wanted to do this the way I usually tell the kids. And Sorry they've gone out to children's church, but not everybody did. I see some still stayed, and my kids still stayed too, so... But here's the thing. I want you to hear the story of when Jesus was 12 years old, and I'm going to use some knots to tell the Bible story today. And so now the Passover was a big party. I'm going to use a bow to represent the party because bows, we decorate parties. We, we put bows all over the place to, to decorate. Some of you may put some red, white, and blue bows up tomorrow. I don't know. But 
we put bows up. And so I'll let that represent the party that the Passover was, because it was the biggest party of the year for the Jewish people. And everybody went to the party. I mean, everybody had to go to Jerusalem, too, to celebrate this party, because that's just what you had to do. You had to go to Jerusalem, and you had to go... Everybody walked together and they caravaned together to go up there. And so it was a big thing and there was a whole lot of people up there. And so the Bible tells us that when the days of the festival were done, when everything was completed, that there was the big crowd of people going home all together. And Jesus' parents assumed that he was in that big mess of people. I'm going to make it into a messy knot now. And so they start looking in and around that messy people, looking for Jesus, and they look closer, and they look closer, and they look closer, and they realize that he is not there. <laughs> and so you can imagine Mary's stomach begins to turn in loops. Uh, all you moms in the room can understand this because uh, she was looking around and looking around and looking around, and more and more loops uh, forming in her stomach until eventually those loops <laughs> changed to be knots. And the Bible says they began to look and ask among different groups of people. So that it says they asked their family, have you seen Jesus? And he was not there. And then they asked their friends and acquaintances, and he was not there. And so they began to have to unravel the mystery of where is Jesus at, this 12-year-old boy that they went to the party with, and they don't know where he is now. And so the Bible says they had gone one day already traveling away from Jerusalem, going back towards home, and so they turned around and went back towards Jerusalem, and it says that it took three days before finally they swung around the corner in the temple, swung around the corner, and whoop, there he was. He was sitting there with the leaders and teachers in the temple, listening to them, hearing what they had to say, and he was also asking questions and giving answers. And the people that heard him, the Bible says, were amazed at what he said. They were amazed at how this 12-year-old had so much wisdom. But there were two people in the temple now that were not amazed, Mary and Joseph. They were not amazed. That's right. They said, did you not know that we were anxiously looking for you? We were so worried. And uh, Jesus said, well, why were you looking for me? Did you, oh, praise God. Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? <laughs> I had to be there. Uh, and you did not know that? And uh, Mary and Joseph, well, they were frustrated. Uh, obviously, they, they were at the point where they thought Jesus had sinned. And, you know, my parents, when I was uh, that age, they would say something. I don't know if you ever said it to your kids or not, but they would say, if I was doing something that I really frustrated them, I'm going to wring your neck. I don't know. Maybe you never said it, but that's where Mary and Joseph were this day. They were ready to wring Jesus' neck, but the Bible tells us that Jesus was not worried, worthy of having his neck wrung. He was not. He had not sinned, and Mary and Joseph were saying, you know, you shouldn't have done this, but the Bible tells us then that he was obedient to them. He went home and he was obedient to them. He had been obedient every day before that and every day after that. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us that he was obedient. Oh, let's see if I can remember this one. Maybe not. <laughs> All the way oh, to the cross. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> he was obedient all the way to the cross. He never sinned. 
never sin. That's right. And, uh, you know, when, when they put him on the cross, they nailed him to the cross, and three days later, well, he was not there because he had risen from the grave, and then he made all the difference. You know, I like to tell that story to kids because it reminds me that even at 12 years old, Jesus was sinless. There's no way that any of us could ever make it that far in life and be sinless. It shows us how much that Jesus is the Son of God. And that's important, and we'll talk about the importance of that in just a little bit, but let me read it from the Scripture now. If you would, stand with me, and we'll look at Luke chapter 2. And I'll begin in verse 41 of Luke chapter 2 as we read this story together. Every year his parents traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went up according to the custom of the festival. After those days were over, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming he was in the traveling party, they went a day's journey. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all those who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked them. Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother kept all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. I just have a, a seven points to share with you out of this today and then a little few more thoughts after those seven points this morning. But uh, the first thing is, as we're thinking about how we're going to celebrate this week and you're uh, thinking about what we're doing for Memorial Day, I want you to know that it is okay to have family traditions. I want you to know it's okay to have family traditions. Notice that as you look at the verse in verse 41, Notice that it says, got to turn the page back, every year, every year his parents traveled with him to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. So this was something that was a family tradition. It was a Jewish tradition. It's okay to have these kinds of traditions. We don't need to fight against all of our traditions, but it, it's important that we make sure that any tradition that we have, we use to honor the Lord, that we use it to honor the Lord. Uh, the Jewish tradition uh, was something that it says Jesus' family followed. Notice how important that is to them because they are honoring God. They're, they're showing God that they want to do what he told the Jewish people to do as they remember how God brought freedom to their people. And so tomorrow and today, whenever you celebrate, remember that it is okay to have these traditions and that we should use the traditions to honor God. The second thing that I want you to notice, uh, notice that everybody else was done before Jesus was done. You see, it says here that when the days were finished, it says 
but I turned the page the wrong direction, sorry. After the days were over, as they were returning, the joy boy Jesus stayed behind, but his parents did not know it. So here's the great big party of people all saying, well, we checked off the list, we did it, we've done what we were supposed to do, so we're going back home. But Jesus was not the kind of person that checked off the list and just did things and then move on. He still had some things to do. The Passover wasn't over for him. And so uh, as you go through your traditions, remember that God may want you to get something more out of it. He may have you spend some extra time with him. And uh, it says in verse 46, after three days they found him. <laughs> after three days they found him. He was three days more of the Passover, really. He was taking more time because he needed to be with the Father. He needed to be in the Father's house. Obviously, he had some things that were important to him. He wanted to hear the Word of God more. He wanted to teach the Word of God more. He wanted to be around people who were talking about the Word of God more. And uh, I'm wondering if uh, Brother Jim got done with his sermon uh, next Sunday, and he said, okay, now that we've had this sermon, I, I, I think we should stay here for three more days. Let's just really dig into this. I wonder how many of y'all would jump up and say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, but Jesus was there. He was really there. He wanted to spend that time in God's Word. He wanted to spend the time to uh, understand and, and teach and share. And so uh, think about whether you're just checking things off and moving on. Because God doesn't want us to go through this life just to check boxes off and move on. He has important things for you, very important things for you to do for His kingdom. Uh, the Bible says that uh, He had created good works for you to do and that He created those things for you to do from the very beginning. And uh, so we want to make sure we don't just move through life and just check the box off and say we did it just to do it. The fourth thing I noticed is Jesus didn't get anxious or worried about anything during this Passover, even though his parents weren't there. Uh, he was like, why were you searching for me? You know, he wasn't worried. He, he had spent the time with the Father that he was supposed to do. You might remember the story of Mary and Martha when Mary and Martha have Jesus come over to their house, and, and Martha is so preoccupied with the cooking and the cleaning and all the things she has to do, the preparation to set the place for the place of honor for Jesus, because Jesus is at their house, and she gets so worried that she runs up to Jesus and says, tell my sister she's supposed to help me. I'm the only one doing any work around here. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about so many things, but only one thing matters, and your sister's chosen what's right. It won't be taken away from her. You see, she was worshiping Jesus. She was spending that time worshiping Jesus. And that's what, that's what we need to remember is every day is a day to worship Jesus. And if we let the anxiety of having to cook the meal or having to clean the house and get ready for all the guests take over during our holidays and during our celebrations, then we'll miss the real good part of our day because the best thing is that one thing is worshiping Jesus. It's taking that time to worship Him. And... Uh, that was the fourth thing. The, the fifth thing that I saw in the passage as I was looking through it is that obviously Jesus put God first. <laughs> you know, when you, when you go through your celebrations, when you go through your uh, traditions and things like that, know what it's all about. Uh, 
He didn't lift up Moses. Now, this would, would have been a, a struggle probably for Jewish people because, you know, the, the Passover, I mean, Moses delivered the people, right? Wasn't it Moses who parted the Red Sea? Wasn't it Moses that brought the commands after they got into the, you know, before they got to the promised land? Wasn't it Moses? I mean, the, the Jewish people really lifted up Moses in this area, especially as you think about the Passover, but it's really all about God. It's all about God. He had done all those things. Moses was his servant, just a servant. And we can get our eyes focused on the heroes, and it's okay to look at the heroes. It's okay to celebrate the heroes, but remember that they were servants of God. Remember not to put them on the high platform where God belongs, but remember to celebrate that they're servants and that God had a purpose for their lives, and they served that purpose for him. And number six, as I, I look at this, it's obvious, I've already mentioned this point, but obviously Jesus never sinned during the celebration. <laughs> he never sinned, because uh, Jesus never sinned, of course, but note that the Word of God says this. In verse 51, he went and was obedient to them. He was obedient all the way through life. Scripture makes it clear that this 12-year-old had not sinned. And like I said before, this is a really important point. I mean, if you think about it, it shows us that Jesus was not a descendant of Adam. Because <laughs> every person born from Adam on, we were born sinners. We didn't have to sin to become a sinner. We were born that way. We were born in sin, the Bible says. So we didn't have to sin to become a sinner, but Jesus was born differently. Mary was a virgin. This proves Mary was a virgin because it, he, he wasn't Jesus' son. He was the son of the Most High. He was the son of God. No 12-year-old could go without sin unless he is the son of God. Jesus never sinned, and he is the son of God, and that makes all the difference for us. And in our celebrations, we may be descendants of Adam, but we have a new nature because of coming to Christ, if you've been saved, we have that new nature, and we need to remember to stay away from sin. We need to make sure that we are obedient to the Father, and that was the obedience that Jesus had was not just to his earthly father and mother. He was obedient to the Father, obedient to God. The last uh, of the points I have about this passage is, if you look at verse 52, it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. As we go through our celebrations, we should go through increasing in favor with God and with people. And I want to emphasize the with people during this time, even though I know that you know we need to be in favor with God. But it says that Jesus increased in favor with God and with man. So why is that important? Why is it so important that, that he increased in favor with people as well? You see, God puts a high value on human life. He puts a high value on human relationships. And he wants you to be right, to be growing in favor with your fellow human beings. He wants your relationships to be becoming better. Um, now, it does let us off the hook for those who don't identify as humans these days. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, it doesn't let us off the hook at all. We have to increase in favor with God and man. 
And uh, so he says this in the scripture. It says that, I'm looking for my notes now, sorry. That he says this, there it is, that we, we're supposed to get right. It says in Matthew 5, 23, Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, what does it say to do? That's right. Leave your gift there at the altar, and first go be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. You see, God puts a high value on those relationships because He wants them to be right so that we can have a right relationship with Him. See, when our relationships aren't right with people, He's saying we're not right with Him either. He's saying you've got to get right with your fellow man because if you haven't done that, then you can't have that close, intimate relationship with me. Oh, you can go to church, you can, you can hear about me, you can, you can talk about me, but until you get those human relationships restored and right, you can't have that really close, intimate relationship with him that he wants to have. And that's what he desires. That's what Jesus had here. That's why it says he grew in favor with God and man. He had made all relationships right. Now, we know there were people that were against Jesus, but he had done what he was supposed to do. He had done everything that he was supposed to do to be right. With the Pharisees that hated him, he had spoken the truth. He had shared the truth with them. And, uh, you know, when he cleared the temple, even with a whip, he had done what was right. He had honored God in that, and he had done what was right. And in our relationships, we have to make sure that we get right with our fellow human beings. This may be the most important point of how to celebrate our Memorial Day tomorrow because a lot of us have broken relationships. A lot of us have relationships that need healing. And that's what God's encouraging us to do. He's saying, make sure you spend the time to go to that person. Make sure you spend the time to get right with that person, to say what you need to say so that you can have that great relationship with God. And uh, we know that, uh, he's, that Jesus, of course, is growing in favor with God and man. He, he had those right relationships with man, so he had that right relationship with God. And ultimately, he did all those good works that God had prepared for him to do. Uh, that's what he wants us to do, too. He's prepared good works for you, too, just like he's prepared, had prepared good works for Jesus that he wanted Jesus to accomplish. And Jesus accomplished all those good works that God wanted him to accomplish. Uh, the Scripture says, Greater love has no man than this than lay down his life for a, his friend. God wanted him to demonstrate the greatest love of all time. And uh, that's where I get done with the points of the sermon, but this is what I want you to think about. Put yourself in Mary's shoes for a second. Your son's missing. You search. You inquire. You're worried sick. Right then you're hating the Passover because it means you lost your son. Why did we come here? Why did we have to do this every year? What? Why? You spend three days crying and looking and asking and pleading for people to have seen him. Finally, after three days, fast forward. Jesus stops by to see his mom. He's an adult. It's almost the Passover. They're getting together like they always did. The Bible says they always did this. Remember, 
all those times. And just so you get a picture of that, he did this too during the, uh, his adult life. In uh, John, it talks about before the Festival of Booths, it says that his brothers told him to go show himself and prove himself. I'm going to read that passage for you real fast. You don't have to turn there, but this is Matthew 7, 3 through 6. Jesus' brothers said to him, Leave Galilee and go to Judea, so that your disciples there may see the works you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you're doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers did not believe in him. Therefore Jesus told them, My time is not yet here. For you, any time will do. His brothers uh, then went on and left for the festival without him, but the, the Bible does say that after his brothers had gone up to the festival, then he also went up, not openly, but secretly. The Jews were looking for him at the festival and saying, Where is he? And there was a lot of murmuring about him among the crowds. Some were saying, He's a good man. Others were saying, No, on the contrary, he's deceiving the people. Still, nobody was talking publicly about him for fear of the Jews. When the festival was already half over, Jesus went up into the temple and began to teach. Then the Jews were amazed and said, How is this man so learned since he has not been trained? So that was the festival of booths. Uh, and coming around, coming to the Passover, you can imagine Jesus going by his family and seeing everybody. And somebody saying, oh, Remember that time mom and dad told us, You really gave them a scare. Remember back when you were 12 years old and mom and dad had to look for you for three days? And Jesus saying, it's going to be that way again this year. But don't worry. Don't be anxious. After three days, you'll see me again. After three days, you'll see me again. Because you know what? He came to pay the price and change this whole Passover celebration that the Jews were celebrating. So, to make it so different that today, we're celebrating life. We're celebrating resurrection. We're celebrating the risen Lord and King and our freedom. Our freedom is real because we are no longer slaves to sin. No longer slaves to sin because God loved the world so much He gave His only Son and whoever will believe in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. Now, if you haven't come to know this amazing love that we're talking about, think about it. It's not something you do and you check off a box and move on something that changes your life and you will still be in it the next day and the next day and the next day. You see, Galatians 3.22 says, but the scripture imprisoned everything under sin's power so that the promise might be given on the basis of faith in Jesus Christ to those who believe. Before this faith came, we were confined under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith was revealed. So remember this Memorial Day, the great sacrifices of soldiers, yes, and the greatest sacrifice, the greatest sacrifice of all for your freedom, for my freedom, so we could be free from sin, that freedom that comes only through Jesus Christ. You know, he gave his life. It was a perfect sacrifice. And so since he was sinless, since he had no sin when he gave his life, it meant something. Anybody else had given their life for you that day, it wouldn't have meant anything because he was the son of God, sinless in every way. Death was not something that he deserved. Instead, he paid the price for your sin and for my sin and gave the perfect sacrifice. And when he rose from the grave, that was really God saying, yes, I accept the payment 
for the sins of the world. That's your sin and my sin, that we can have faith, put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and be saved. Let's pray. God, I want to thank you so much for the opportunity to celebrate this Memorial Day and to remember all the great sacrifices and the greatest of all. We put you above everything, Lord. We lift you above everything and know that you gave it all, being perfect in every way. You did not deserve to die, but you gave your life for us so that we could be saved through you, by grace through faith. And Lord, we ask you to help us as we celebrate, as we go through this day, to celebrate you, to honor you above all else, to not sin, but to live for you and honor you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, as we have this time of invitation, maybe the Lord has spoken to you and uh, spoken to your heart. You may need to make any sort of decision. The altar's open. I'm going to be here. Um, yep, Bob will be here at the front, too. If you need to pray with anybody, we'll be here to pray. If you need to make a decision to follow Jesus for the very first time, we're going to be here for that, too. So let's sing and uh, share together. Thank you. us today and sharing with us and having your family with us too. Uh, welcome back anytime. Uh, Brother Bobby. Thank you, sir. Uh, of course, we do want to thank Brother Nathan. You know, seeing these guys over here, they've been with us many times and to watch them grow and stuff, you know, it's a real blessing. And thank you for your demonstration. You used a little demonstration a little bit different from my 
I had an object lesson in our lesson today, and I used a claw hammer. <laughs> so uh, I think yours had more effect to it. Mine was that, you know, we can build up lives or we can tear lives down. And we want to use our time to build up life. So again, sir, we want to thank you for coming and worshiping with us. In the way of announcements today, uh, Miss Julie Rogers has asked me because Brittany has been out of town. Is that it? Check the bulletin board. Our classes, different classes, will be offering supper for the workers for Bible school. I think uh, it's uh, from six to eight. The meal will be at five o'clock, and so if you will be here about four, four fifteen to help with that. Now they may tell you something different next week, but. Uh, uh, Check the bulletin board. There's a couple of days that's still open uh, if you'd like to help with that. Also, don't forget Saturday is our kickoff, so you may want to come and support that or see in what ways that you can help. Do know that we will not have any evening service this evening so people can spend time with their families and getting ready for Memorial Day. Our church office will be closed tomorrow, but if you need anything, if you'll call me or some member of the church will try and help you. Uh, also, don't forget that uh, on the 11th will be um, deacons meeting at 4 o'clock, and prime timers will be on the 13th. As far as prayer concerns, be with Brother Jim and his, his traveling. He's taking some time off, so be with him. Also, be with Matt and the youth as they've gone up to Covenant College uh, for the youth. Uh, uh, week at youth camp. We ask that you be with our sister, Miss Linda Jones, in the passing of her sister. It will be a private service for their family, but we do need to covet them in our prayers. Her name was Barbara uh, Webb. Also, I'd like for the church to remember David Hess and Devon, did I say her name right, Jim? Yes. Okay, thank you. David will be facing surgery on Tuesday. He has some cancer modules. Uh, uh, it'll be about a six-hour surgery. It's pretty extensive in Greenville, South Carolina. We ask for prayers for them, David and his family, and uh, let's uplift them. You know, we need to pray for each other. And we, even though we don't need to get caught up in the holidays and forget about the true meaning of Jesus and what he's done in each one of our lives. I hope you have a safe Memorial Day. We want to honor and remember people that have paid the price for our freedom. And with that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Okay, so we want to remember Brian. He went to the doctor. They found he had an enlarged prostrate, and so they will be coming up with uh, how they will be handling that. So let's pray. Father, again, we do want to thank you for being able to come into thy house. We want to thank you and bless uh, Brother Nathan and his family as they come to worship with us and share with us. But most of all, Father, we are thankful for our investors, 
for each person that has come out today. We ask that you be with each one of us in a special way. We ask that you take, let us take this message, apply it to our lives so that we can serve you better. But once again, Father, we ask that you meet us at our point of needs of the people that wasn't able to come today. We thank you for our church and for Brother Jim, Brother Matt, and Brother Mike as they lead our congregations as, as well as others. As we go, give us the peace and understanding and let us take the message and apply it to our, our lives so that we can serve you better. And in your name, we give honor and praise through your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.